This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. So you want to make sure that whatever you love the most, you put your dollars towards. Everything else, nothing else really matters. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're, We're your hosts, hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Okay, lady, we have a very special guest in Cultivating Her Space today. We are so excited for this conversation, but we're going to tell you a little bit about her first before we dive in, okay? A Charlotte, North Carolina native and traveling stylist, Germany G is a 10-year veteran in the fashion and retail industry. Her experiences as a retail associate, jewelry designer, retail management program graduate, and global merchandiser at Gap Inc.'s headquarters were all preparations for a large endeavor, GG and Co. styling firm. As a breakout wardrobe stylist who created a niche styling to some of the fiercest thought leaders, game changers and trailblazers making waves today, Germany is dedicated to making her clients look and feel their best selves, exude confidence and elevate their personal brands. Germany, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to speak with you. Yes, we are. And so we are going to start with our quote of the day, which it will sound familiar to you because these are your words, Germany. I know, I know. So, <laughs> this is spicy. I a lot of yes. 
So our quote of the day is, even on the hardest days, show up for yourself. Mm, okay, that's a, that's a great one. Yes, and very true. Yeah, I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing when I wrote that. Yes. Oh, please share. Right? Yeah, that was actually the day after my boyfriend broke up with me and I had a brand shoot for my new website photos the exact next day. And I remember I was like bawling, crying. And my best friend who did my hair and makeup was like, you got to pull yourself together. Like, you got to make these photos look great and you got to show up and you, everything's already booked. So you have to show up for yourself. And so I said that and posted it as a reminder that, you know, even on your hardest days, like the only person that you have is you and you have to show up for you no matter what. And so it's very important, no matter what you're going through just give yourself the space, like dedicate like space and time for you because self-care is so important. Yes. To start the conversation, right? That is so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I mean, we're just jumping right in. We're just going to jump. Let's just do it. (laughs) It's crazy too, because sometimes when you write something or if you do a photo shoot, especially you can look back on it and people are like, oh, this is such a, you look so nice, but you know what you were going through in that moment. Exactly what I was going through in that moment. Yes. Oh my God. That so behind the about, scenes like, you... is that right? behind the scenes is everything. Like what people see in the photo may not be anywhere near what is happening what in the background. Through. Yes, for sure. So what was going through your mind? Like as you were thinking to yourself, okay, I need to pull together because this is, I have invested the time, the resources, people are here. Like how did you get through it? And what was going through your mind throughout that process? Yeah. You know what? I think I had to block out all of the negative emotion and just be present in the space that I was in. I think what I am very thankful of is a great network of friends. And without my network, I don't think I would be where I am today. And it's so serendipitous that that particular friend was with me and she knows me. She's been there through like the pits as well as the valleys. And so she was just there to encourage me. And so having a good team and a circle around you can really help you even in your low moments to like help pull you up and remind you of exactly who you are. Like you're a baddie, you're a boss and I need you to pull it together. You can cry after this photo shoot, but right now like block out everything that's going on and really just make sure you get the best out of this money that you've invested in for this photographer and all of these looks and show up. And they've actually been like one of the most beautiful website photos that I've taken and I still need to post them on. We're still revamping my website, but they were gorgeous photos. And it's still to this day, it shocks the both of us that I was going through one of the pits and was able to just translate beautiful photos and, you know, really try to market myself as an authority in the wardrobe styling space. That's so wild because (laughs) I, right, I was looking through your photos and I'm just, well, obviously you're a stylist, but I'm like, damn, Germany is so fly. I'm like, you just make it look so effortless. I'm like, how do you wear like sweats with a (laughs) t-shirt and like, you just be looking fly, like just for what? real. You know what I mean? I'm just, right. So kudos to you, girl. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. I it's 
it's been an evolution over time. I if, even if I look at my photos from college or even when I first and I got my first job, my style is completely different. I feel like I'm just hitting a stride in really honing in and understanding my style and really blocking out the noise of anyone else's opinion. I don't care what people think about what I'm wearing. And I think that's how, you know, a lot of people should approach, you know, your own style. It's not about anyone else. It's about you. That's why it's called personal style. And so for me, it's when I wake up in the morning, what mood am I in? Some days I'm like, I'm gonna dress like a tomboy. And other days I'm like, I'm gonna be girly, but like not too girly. And it's just like all of the tests and trials of seeing like what works for me. And when I feel like I found that like stride, I'm like, okay, this sticks and I'm gonna keep going forward with that. So I appreciate that now it translates as effortless, but it's it's been a process over time. I will say that. I think it's, just scrolling through some of your photos. Yes, you. I, yes, I'm definitely like, well, I don't. This ain't me. And this is beautiful. Like, you know, it does look really effortless. And so I wonder, because like I said, I look at it and I'm like, I recognize like my own beauty. Right. But in terms of figuring out, like I look at what you like, some of the outfits that you put together and I'm like, this ain't me. I can't put this together. Right. How does one figure out how to develop their own style in a way that works for them? Right. Because like, as I look at some of your outfits and maybe these might be some secrets that you could share with us, but as I look at some of your outfits, I I'm like, well, I'm not always going to be in Nordstrom or Neiman Marcus or a fancy boutique. Right. What if I'm the person who happens to pick up something at Target, right? Or likes to mix and match stuff from like Forever 21 and sex. Like, how do we figure that out? Yeah, so I would say and start by saying, you know, finding your style and what you and how you want to show up is all about your attraction. So like, what exactly are you attracted to? And this is something that I talk to about my clients. This is something that I speak to in my course, Mogul Dress Code. What are you attracted to? Like, what colors are you attracted to? What silhouettes are you attracted to? And then just really peek a piece that apart, like screenshot things. And then after you screenshot them, look at what the pattern is in that sequence. Like maybe after you screenshot everything, you're like, oh my God, I screenshot a whole lot of black or, oh my God, I've screenshotted a lot of distressed jeans and baseball caps. And now I know this is something that I'm attracted to. And you pin that and say, these are things I want to play forward within my own style and not even really replicating someone else's style. And so that's great that you look at some of my things and you say, that's cute, just not for me. You recognize that there are elements that are in my style that you might say, oh my God, Jeremy, your earrings are beautiful. Still those earrings, play that forward within your own. And maybe the dress that I'm wearing isn't for you. And so it's really about honing in on your attractions and then testing those attractions out on you because you might be attracted to things and then you try it on for yourself and you're like, mm, okay, maybe it's not this. Maybe I actually do like jeans maybe just not stretch jeans or maybe I like peplum just not a peplum skirt maybe a peplum top and so being able to test things out is very imperative in 
honing in and developing your personal style. And I think that's a very daunting thing for women, especially you don't want to go into the fitting room. You don't want to like ask someone because it, it, it's a daunting experience. Like you just want to go in, find something cute and be done. Like a lot of us women, they, we just want to do that. And so I think, you know, experimentation is such an important part of developing and honing in your style. Otherwise, I think we fall into these ruts of creating your uniform. And a lot of my clients before they worked with me were in yoga pants and a t-shirt. And now that I've worked with them, it helped them really understand like what they like, what they're attracted to. They are now like, okay, I feel great and I can feel it. I can show up for myself. But outside of attractions, really think about your lifestyle. Like if you're a mom and you have like a two-year-old or a newborn, you're probably not wearing heels. Don't force yourself to wear heels in this season. Or, and also think about like your location, you know, All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans. And it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! 
Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm and Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. When I moved from North Carolina to San Francisco, I had to let go of a lot of my summer clothes because it never gets hot in San Francisco, ever, other than the two months out of, like, two months out of the year. And then I moved to L.A. and was like, what am I going to do with all these sweaters? So, (laughs) yeah, you got to think about, like, your location, your attractions, your lifestyle, where you are in this moment, and then also think about how you want to show up. Now, when it comes to, you know, what works best for me from a price point standpoint? For me, I love shopping high low. Like the dress I have on right now is from Target. It was probably like $15. Now my accessories, unfortunately, are way more expensive than this dress than, and more expensive than I would want to admit. <laughs> but it's about shopping high low. And when you do invest in those pieces, like make sure that it's worth the investment. So for me, I, my background, I spent a lot of time at Gap Corporate and it was a denim brand. So I'm very big on denim. I'm willing to pay $200 plus for a great pair of jeans because I know it'll last me. Or I love Dylan Lex jewels and like there's a statement jewelry brand. I don't wear a lot of jewelry. And so when I find something that I'm attracted to, I'm like, okay, I'm willing to invest the price. But think about what will have longevity in your closet. And that is something that you should invest in. Then the things that you know you're not going to wear that much, go to Zara, go to Forever 21, go to Target and go from there. So whatever you're attracted to the most, like if you love leather jackets, invest in a great leather jacket. If you love leather jackets, the last thing you want to do is invest in one at Forever 21 and then you have to keep getting a new one every year, you know? So you want to make sure that whatever you love the most, you put your dollars towards. Everything else, nothing else really matters. Like I said, I don't really wear, or maybe I didn't say this, but I don't particularly like dresses because you wear them one time. And you can't really make any other outfit with it. I mean, you can. There's a lot of other things you could do. But for me, like, I'd rather put an outfit together and I find most value in the outfit. So me buying this dress from Target was great because I'm not going to spend $100 on a dress because for me, that's not a good investment for me. There are some people who are like, I love dresses. It's easy. It's less thoughts. Invest in your dresses. For me, it's just not worth an investment. That is such a That was like loaded. Yeah, that was oh, sorry. That was so juicy. That was so, that was so perfect. I love it. That was such, I was going to say, that's such practical advice. And if you yes. hear the little clinking, those are Germany's bomb ass earrings that she yes. has on. They are so, they're so big and beautiful. Are they beautiful. heavy to you? They are not heavy. Um, not, they look very ooh. heavy, but they actually aren't. They are really fly. I like them. Yes. I know I've tried some of those earrings where I get them and I'm like, oh, I order them and I'm like, oh, this is too heavy. My earlobe. But those are nice. I love the fact that you said they're not heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not. I actually had surgery on my ears. They split in college and <gasps> it's actually highly recommended that I don't wear earrings. So I wear these like once every blue moon. And then if you ever look at any photos, you probably never see me in earrings outside of studs because I can't wear. I can't wear them. Oh, well then I'm going to have to figure out where you got those earrings because I have been wearing diamond studs for like the last, I don't even know how long because I saw my ears starting to split and said, I'm not going to let them split all the, like, I want to prevent that. So I just switched to diamond studs and that's all I've been wearing for like years. So yeah, I'll drop to, you the link. I'll drop yes. you the link because they're actually not heavy like how the bamboo earrings are. 
And I can pretty much wear them all day before I'm like, okay, they're actually becoming heavy. Oh, I love that. Now, now. One thing, I was going to say, one thing you said, you mentioned that your personal style is what looks good to you. But I know that there's someone listening who's like, but girl, my personal style, like, I don't even like this look. That I, I got my orange shoes and my purple shirt. Like, it's just like, it, it's not matching right now. It doesn't look good. What do you say for those folks? You already gave practical tips about, you know, screenshotting things that you like. But if someone maybe is not working with a stylist, but they, they have an event or an interview and they're just like, sis, I can't, I really, I don't have this gift of being able to see something and make it work. What advice do you have for those folks? Hmm, that's a good one. Go with what resonates and makes you feel most confident. And so I would say figure out what place on your body like you want to show up, like that you feel most confident in. So for me, I don't like my thighs. So I pretty much like try to downplay that. If you ever see me, I'm usually in like wide leg pants or like wider distressed jeans like most of the time and this might be too much information the dudes that I date are like dang I wouldn't even know you have body because you never wear like fitted clothes and so like play (laughs) up like what makes you feel great and then also once you play up what makes you feel great just make sure like the silhouette is flattering to you yeah I think that's what all I have is like play up what Play up the assets that make you feel great, one on your body, and then whatever has made you feel great in the past that has worked, play those strengths up as well. And then I would say after, like if you're in a rush, like that's your one go-to. And two, like I said, you got to do the soul searching. Like soul searching is very imperative. I don't think personal style and honing in and developing in your personal style is something that can be done overnight. Even in my mobile dress code bootcamp, I tell my students all the time, you might feel very confident now where you are. You're going to continue to build on that confidence as you continue to understand what you like, what you dislike, what works, what experimentations you want to do with your wardrobe. And really honing in on your style is about, like I said, it's the experimentation, trying on things that may work, it may not work. You have to do the work to then understand this looks good, this doesn't. But also another good resource is to have like a a style go-to. So, you know, maybe you like Signed by Blake. Maybe you like Kalana Barfield. Maybe you like Tracy Ellis Ross. Then think about like, what are those elements of their outfits that I like that I can actually try in my lifestyle? Because, you know, sometimes they wear things that are way too far-fetched for like the common, the common person. I'm even the common person. I'm like, okay, Tracy Ellis Ross, you look good, but where am I wearing that? Like, I can't wear to go to dinner in that outfit. Like, you can go to dinner in that outfit, but not me. And then you say like, what are these elements that I can take and infuse this into my own wardrobe and try and then see if that works for you. So utilize, you know, resources like Instagram and these style icons, and you don't have to copy paste what they do. I actually stress against copy and pasting because you may say you want to look just like signed by Blake. You put on the whole outfit and you're like, actually, I love Blake, but I don't like this outfit on me or it doesn't look great on my body type. And so it's about really understanding what you love about their style, picking those pieces apart and then figuring out what works best for you as you learn what does not work for you. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I I love that. And so I, you know, I have like a ton of questions and I feel like 
I'm going to need to schedule my own session so that Call I can me. ask all the questions. So one of the things that you mentioned is dressing in a way that like accentuates the pieces of your body that you love. Right. And so what are some of the biggest or most common misconceptions about fashion and dressing to complement one's body type? Yeah, I think one of the biggest misconceptions about fashion in general is that it can't be attained and like the average person can't attain style. And I don't want anyone to ever feel that way. Everybody can attain style. Style isn't just for these influencers. Style isn't just for celebrities. It's for you too. It's about how you're branding yourself and showing your showing up to the world. And so what is the message that you're saying? So I stress that you can actually attain great style. You just have to do the work. And the work is daunting. The misconceptions about body type is that everything does not work for you. Now, does not work for everyone's body type. Now, while that may be true in some instances, it's about, it's really about proportion. So it's about balance. It's about making sure like if you have broad shoulders, maybe the best fit for you is the best on the bottom for you to balance out what's going on the top on the bottom is an A-line skirt or an A-line dress because you want to make the illusion of an hourglass. Most people, most women are not, there are a lot of women that are blessed with hourglass figures, but there are a lot of women who are not. And you should not feel stressed if you are not. Your body type is just as beautiful. Kim K, I'm sure, has spent a lot of money to make her make sure she has that hourglass body type. Even Beyonce, she's ebbed and flowed throughout an hourglass body type. If you see her pre-baby, she actually had a body type that was similar to a pear. And so she was smaller on the chest and her hips were wider. Whereas now right. that she's a mom, she has boobs. And her hips are, yeah, so now she has that hourglass body figure. So as a woman, your body shape changes throughout time. And so it's really about honing in on, you know, what proportions can you play up? Like, because my hips are wider on the bottom, it's about me creating volume on the top so that I can balance out the top with the bottom. So really just make sure you're honing in on your proportions, balancing out, And there are a lot of diagrams. If you look at body types, you can see the five most common body types. Actually, in my course, the Mogul Dress Code, I actually help you understand, you know, if you're an apple, if you're an hourglass, if you're a pear, what to do to play up or play down certain features so that you do create that proportional balance. I love that. And so tell us a little bit more about if a student, if someone wanted to sign up to take your mogul dress code boot camp, what are some of the things that they're going to learn and give us like the main number one reason why they need to sign up? Yeah, the main reason why you want to sign up is because you want to understand how to show up for yourself through style. And you've gone to the drawing board so many times and you tried to do this on your own. You tried to read the magazine and it just didn't it just didn't work. And now you're like, I can't work with a stylist one on one 
but I just need this stylist to help me just a little bit to figure out the right direction I need to go to attain my personal style. Or some people are like, yeah, I'm a great shopper. I can find cute things, but you know, I just still feel like I have no direction with my style and I need a stylist to kind of just point me in the right way. And so in my boot camp, we go through five key modules. The first one is really honing in on your personal style. So doing all of that soul work that I talked about earlier, really understanding your attractions and really honing in on what your patterns are. And then we hold off on the experimentation process until the end. But once you know what you're attracted to, we then talk about your body type and what works best for your body type, because it's very important. A lot of women don't know their body types or how to style their body types. Then after we understand your body type and your attractions, we then go into your closet curation. And so that's you going through your closet, removing the noise. Now that you know your body type, now that you know your style, is your closet reflective of either of those and where you're trying to take your style? Then from there, because us women have always been told to shop, but never taught how to shop, I teach you how to shop and how to approach it in the way that you're not buying things. And then next season, you're like, actually, I hate this. Or a lot of us as women, we buy on impulse. Oh, I got to go to this wedding. Dang, I got to find an outfit right now. And then you spent $100 on something you're never going to wear again. I don't ever want any of my clients, any of my students to ever do that. I always stress that if you can't make three outfits from what you got in your wardrobe, this item should not be in your wardrobe. And then the last module is the experimentation process in which... All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned to get those promo codes and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, You'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black Stories, Black Truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, 
what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. You start to figure out what is your formula that works for you. And it's less like a uniform, but more of a formula. So if I know that statement tops and key item blazers work best for me with a basic skinny jean that's my formula that works for me you can keep playing on that formula and it doesn't have to be the same athletic top and athletic pants it looks different but you're doing the same combination but nobody knows because you created your own formula so it's really just honing in on a formula so that's the five things that we talk about during the course and like I said you come out with a confidence and an air about you're styling, you're ready to command rooms, and you still know that you're learning and you're growing, but you feel a hundred times better in being able to show up and command any room that you're in after you've taken the course. And so it's a, it's a six-week course. We have it on ice right now because my travel calendar is insane, but we're thinking about bringing it back at the beginning of 2022 to be able to support all of the inquiries that we've gotten about the course. And I feel so bad, but my, my travel calendar has been crazy and I just haven't had the bandwidth to like sit back and be able to chat with my students because the modules are pre-recorded. However, I stop in once a week to answer any questions and just, you know, help help my students along the way. And so I'm very passionate about making sure everyone comes out with a personal experience from me, even though it's not personal styling, and just be able to hear my voice and make sure that they are tracking on correctly. My question is going to be, how do I sign up for a mogul dress code boot camp? Because <laughs> I've worked with, for those that don't know, I've worked with Germany before. And if you go to my social media pages. My latest headshots are Germany styled me in that photo. So the yellow dress, also the book cover for my book, Germany styled me for that outfit. So thank you, Germany. And it was such a pleasure to work with you. Likewise. So amazing. So I'm so thrilled about that. Now, can you do us a favor real quick? Okay. It's going to be a two-parter. I don't like two part questions sometimes because people are like, wait, what was the second part? But I can always re ask if you need it, but here's the thing. Okay. I want you to first stunt a little bit and tell us about some of the high profile people that you've worked with because you work with some folks and then the second part is i want to know because we're in this world where people are like you know they have okay they have clout chasers and people who are like oh i want to be famous i want to be this 
who are the people that you've worked with and what are some of the lessons that you've learned, life lessons or any lessons in general from working with those folks and being around people with that type of wealth and access? Yeah. Okay. I hate my, my friends always tell me that I need to brag more about who I work with and I, Please I do. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so humble though that I'm like, no, 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 no. And people are like, wait, you've worked with her? And you never know. And so one of my larger clients is Bozema St. John. And she was actually my biggest client, which helped me leave my job when I was at Gap. And so Bozema has been my client. Thank you. Bozema has been my client since the beginning, actually. And she still is my client, Valicia Butterfield. And if you're not familiar with who Bozema St. John is, she's the chief marketing officer at Netflix. She's an amazing woman. You should look her up if you don't know her. Also, I've worked with Valicia Butterfield Jones. She's now the president of the Recording Academy. That's so amazing. I still work with Valicia Butterfield Jones. I also work with the McBride sisters who own the largest African-American owned winery in, I think, everywhere. Let's see, the McBride sisters. I've worked with Melissa Fredericks. That is Kevin on stage's wife. I've also worked with, gosh, gosh, I've worked with Crystal Smith, Neo's wife. And then an array of, I've worked with Danielle Leslie. She's an amazing marketing maven. And I'm sure you've seen her Instagram ads. And so I've worked with her from the beginning. And so it's been amazing. And a lot of my clients were, you know, had had status while I was working with them. A lot of my clients have now attained status since working with them, especially Danielle Leslie. I've been working with her since the beginning. And so I've seen the transformation in her life. But what I will say is that in working with high profile individuals with a lot of discretionary income, it has taught me something. One, they're very humble individuals. And so you realize that while they may be high profile, they're they're regular people. And so in a sense, it's taught me how I want to navigate my life as I continue to grow because I'm not even 30 yet. I turned 30 in 18 days. Okay. And so I turned 30 in 18 days. And so it's like, okay, Bozema St. John, she is a single mom doing amazing things. And so it's taught me that even though I have this, this job, I can still be a mom. I can still do great things. It's taught me I can still travel around the world. It's taught me in conversations with my clients, they've, they've been like, okay, this is how you should save. This is how you should approach building a house. And so I've been able to learn from them because they're very much so like, you're my little sister because I mean, I started Aww. my company when I was 23. Yeah. And so now I'm 30 and I've learned wow. so much about how to adult and what it's like once you attain wealth and how to treat people and how to go about your life. And it's so inspiring. And I feel very blessed when I I'm in these spaces and in these rooms with these women and they share like how they got to where they are and how to attain that yourself and also how to be better in the process. So it, it's a humbling and blessed experience and I've learned a lot. And then also like it teaches you some things not to do too. And so I won't shed light into some, the things that you won't do, but also like it, t it tells you what to do when you are wealth when you're wealthy. And I mean, some routes not to take when you are wealthy or how not to treat people, et cetera, et cetera. And so you can take those little bits and pieces 
it's been amazing. And then also, I think the, the greatest thing for me in being in these spaces with these women is that I'm able to give back and pour into other women because of that. So during the pandemic, I actually was not able to work. Of course, the world was shut down, but I wanted to pour back into my community, specifically the African-American community, and tap into help bring my audience my clients, you know? And so I have Bozema St. John's number. I have Robin and Andrea McBride's number. And so and I wanted to encourage Black women to command spaces and not only command space and take up space in their careers, but also how to do that through style. And so we hosted the Mogul Moment series, and I think it was six six dynamic women just talking about their careers and how style has impacted their careers. And then also just being able to let my audience ask these people questions because you might work with Bozema and Netflix, but it might take you six months to get a coffee chat with her. And even once you get to that coffee chat that day, it might get canceled because she had to go off somewhere. And so for me to be able to call them and say, hey, do you have time? And be in that space where we were all being still and be able to pour back into my community during the pandemic. That was amazing for me because I have access to these women that otherwise they might not have had access to. Oh, wow. 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 That is beautiful. Like, Thank you. I, Thank you. Well, one, you know, my heart just like bloomed as like you were saying, like that you started this at 23, right? And that you kept pursuing your passion, right? And I think it takes us, you know, to me, it takes us back to our quote of the day, right? Of trying your hardest, like trying and showing up for yourself, even on the hardest days, right? So life is going to get hard. The pandemic has shown us that, right? But continuing to find ways to show up for yourself, right? I I think that is just so beautiful. So, Germany, tell us what is next for Mobile Moment, (laughs) Gigi and Company, just and Germany personally, like just what's what's next, girl? What's next? Yeah. Okay. So for Gigi and Co. in general. The goal is to expand. And I was very much so adamant when I began this company that it wouldn't just be like GG. The the co is for everyone else who helps and would help make this company become a strong firm. And so I always had this vision that there are going to be other people outside of me. Like I want to be the Rachel Zoe, if not better, of, you know, my realm. You know, there's going to be baby strollers with my name on it. <laughs> Just yes. like so. And so right. I was very adamant about wanting to train other stylists to, you know, do what I do in other spaces so that I can increase my bandwidth. And we're working on that now. I have a lead assistant currently, and I actually am in talks of hiring a new assistant in the Midwest. And so crossing our fingers that that works out. But because I've been pulled in so many areas, now it's forcing us to think about like, what does expansion look like? Because I can't be here, there and everywhere, especially because now I'm getting a lot of recognition from corporations. And so 
I'm not sure if you all know, but I just recently did a partnership with Nike and that was very like front facing. It was my largest and first front facing like corporate gig. And so now it's like my assistants are now pushing me by saying, okay, you need to also think about your succession plan and not necessarily leaving, but what does it look like when you're not the lead stylist? Because you're personal self is being pulled into new arenas too. And so what does Germany, the personality and Germany, the CEO like, you know, and so definitely double downing on expanding. And then also outside of styling, does it look like a boutique? Does it look like, you know, expanding our, the mogul dress code bootcamp? Like what does, what does it look like? And so how high is high? So I'm actually taking some time off the remaining of the year just to like reset, spend some time with God and see like where he wants me to like focus and hone in and think through Gigi and Co. What's next for mogul dress code? Definitely thinking about relaunching that in 2022. I want to provide the best value, the best service, and the most education. And also, I want to be on deck. And so just being able to think through that more holistically has put us on pause because I want to be able to give people the value that they need. And then what's next for Germany? Oh, my God. (laughs) I used to joke with my mother when I was young and say, like, I'm a free bird, like a free spirit. And she used to really hate that. But for me, when I say I'm a free spirit, I'm very much so flowing in where God wants me to be. And so I never want to take a misstep and say, I'm going to do this and then not be in step. And so I never want to tie myself to a destiny because God laughs at all of our plans. And so... I've learned to just like roll with the punches and wherever he wants me to be, he'll want me to be. That's why I am very much so okay. While it's frustrating to be geographically agnostic in this current space that I am in, I know that at some point he he knows that I want to build roots somewhere, but he hasn't revealed that. And so I'm just being okay, like not paying rent at the moment and just being able to be present with my family, being able to be present with clients, not having to think about rent. I say all of that, but those are all of the the things that I have at the forefront. So the answer is that I don't know what's next for me, but I know that he has something great, you know? So, yeah. That's so beautiful. I think that a lot of people can resonate. You said so much and was so powerful. I think a lot of people can resonate with the fact that they know they don't know what's next, but they know the guy got them and they know it's going to be all good. So I, I think people are like, yes, girl. Yes. As you say that now, Germany, we kind of want to shift up the energy of this interview. Oh, get ready. It's about to go down. OK. And because we recognize, appreciate and celebrate the multifaceted woman and we believe that it's OK to be classy and ratchet yeah. you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music. We want to invite you to the OU Clatchet segment. So do you take on the challenge? Challenge accepted. Yes. All right. So now that you've agreed, we're going to tell you you what to expect now. Okay. So we're going to ask you three questions. We're going to share three sentence completions. And then we're going to close by choosing one of three photos from your social media so that you can provide us with a bit more context that most people may not know just by looking at this particular photo. Okay. So are you ready? Shoot. Let's dive into it. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Mm, 
choose your own path and don't copy anyone's else anyone else's like god as well as the universe and those for those who don't believe in god like you are on this earth for your own unique purpose go with that no one else's purpose is yours that is the best advice that i've gotten and stay in your lane I love it. I love it. I love it. And I I like how that also applies to your own personal style. Yeah, it does. It's synergy there. (laughs) Yes. So next question. Twerk or two-step? Oh, I'm a two-stepper. So I would love to twerk like in my head, but I have no rhythm at all. I grew up as a preacher's kid, and when I would try to do the butterfly at the skating ring, my dad would be like, no, you don't do that. So Aww. I never learned rhythm. And so I ain't got it. So I'm a two-step. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're going we gonna to figure it out. I think we have had a number. You were not alone in those of us right. that, that can't work. So I think we're going to have to bring Breezy back on. Okay, and we're going to invite all our yes, guests. She's a twerk, she's yes. a twerk queen. I'm yes, yes. but it's so mm-hmm. funny though too because we've had a lot of a lot of black women that come on and they're like, I don't really have a lot of rhythm, and that makes me feel so good because I yes. grew up as a as a PK and in the church as well, and we did praise dancing, which is very different. I, I was a praise we talk dancer about. too. Yes, right. So we have a different type of rhythm, but it's not the it's not the club. Yes. Rhythm. So I love yes. to know that we are not alone we are this. together okay yes now this is a fun question because you are a stylist we'd love to know what is the sexiest item that you own Ooh, that's a good one because i don't wear a lot of sexy clothes that's so interesting but usually when i am going to do sexy it's going to be something like plunge leg honestly because i have no chest so i can accentuate the fact that i can wear low necklines and get away with it because I don't got no boobs. That is one thing I guess the Lord blessed me with was no boobs. I can wear these low low cut shirts and dresses. But yeah, uh-huh. usually I don't wear a lot of sexy clothes. I lean in between like tomboy and girly girl. And I'm more tomboy than girl. So like I said, even on dates, people be like, "You, I didn't even realize you had a body because you don't wear fitted clothes. You be like, surprise. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> right, you ain't know this leg was here. You ain't know. See, hey, catch the side. Hey. Catch the side. Catch it. Catch it though. <laughs> <laughs> it's given what it's right. supposed to give. I just don't give it all the time. There you go. There, there you go. So now we're gonna have the sentence completion. Okay. One question or topic I wished people asked me about more often is, you know, what I like to do outside of styling. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a good one. It's always once I once I go to a dinner table or somebody finds out I'm a stylist, they're like, tell me about my style. And I'm like, let's ask about things I do outside of work. Okay, great. Yes. <laughs> I love talking about style, but gosh, when I'm with friends, I'm like, give me a break. <laughs> okay, well, our next question is, what do you like to do outside of styling? Yes. <laughs> tell us. Oh my God. <laughs> so I love like hanging out with my friends. I really enjoy like outside hiking running like all outdoor activities people probably wouldn't know i love reading i love crossword puzzles a lot of like science fiction i am very much so into the twilight zone my dad and i watch it and binge like twilight zone we have like every single episode in both DVD as well as video cassette. Um, So like, I'm pretty much like a nerd at heart. (laughs) 
which is so interesting that I became a personal stylist. I actually went to college for biochemistry and came out as with a science, I mean, with a fashion major. Wow. But yeah, I'm a real like geek at heart. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, ladies. So our last sentence completion for you is what I love most about myself is. I think what I love most about myself is, is my adaptability. I love that I roll with the punches. I adapt. I'm not going to stay in a place too long. I'm not going to like stay in a rut too long. I'm going to adapt and come out stronger no matter if I'm in an okay place, a great place, a bad place. I'm going to adapt and be better, build, and never be complacent. I love that. You are such a vibe. You are such a vibe, Germany. I love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yes. All right, ladies. So we have three photos, okay? Ooh, this is what I'm holding from your Instagram. (laughs) Ooh. Now, you know, we dug deep. We tried to find some real juicy photos, like some real. But you have some, you have a lot of clean photos, which is cool. You got some clean photos, but we're going to have you choose a number one through three, and we'll pull that photo on screen so that you can tell us more about the photo. Three. Ooh, okay. This is a good one. Get ready. This is a good one. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. Tell us Ooh. about this photo. What's going on? Wow. It says so a well-deserved was... mini vacay. Okay. Yeah. So we actually went to a cabin. Gosh, where is that cabin at? Where Where was I? It was a blur because I actually had to leave the cabin because I ended up being having to style Sonya Richards Roth. And it was actually my trip that I planned, but it was a cabin trip that I planned with my friends in California. And so it was probably like the first and last day that I was there and we were by the hot tub. And my friends hate me so much because they're like, you can never just go on vacation and look normal. I'm like, of course not. No matter, even if we're in the snow, like I'm gonna do the most. (laughs) And you should just know that I'm going to do the most. So most of my friends, if we're going to dinner, they don't even try as much anymore because they just know that I'm going to show up doing the absolute and they're just okay with not doing the absolute and just being okay in their space. But yeah, so crazy because I think I was literally there the first day coordinated that whole trip and it had to bounce because work falls and I love the work that I do so I gladly left (laughs) for the Olympic gold medalist Sonia Richards Ross because I wasn't turning that down right that's that's amazing that is amazing and I'm sure your friends still love you because they They do they do that's what matters they understand the hustle (laughs) exactly exactly Well, Germany, thank you so much for your time, energy, and expertise. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Germany G, that Germany, G-E-R-M-A-N-E-E underscore G. I'm also on Twitter as Germany underscore g i believe i'm not really on twitter for real but like if you're looking for me i mean i'm there but not there (laughs) and then my website www.ggandcostyling.com and lady as you listen make sure you go follow germany book whatever services she has support her and drop some green hearts 
on her Instagram so that she knows that we sent you there, okay? And Germany, we just want to let you know that we have an amazing community of Black women across the globe. And so you're going to get some, you're going to get some feedback, girl. I love and it. We I'm hope excited. that you get the vibe. Yes, we, I already know they're going to be, they're going to love you so much. And we hope that you get the vibe and our, the mission for our podcast. We want to uplift Black women and have these meaningful conversations. And so we love to know who you think our next guest should be and if you'd be open to making the introduction. Ooh, of course. I always echo my my entrepreneurship like cliff partner. And so that is Kalia Braswell. We took the entrepreneurial leap at the same time, kind of. We were living in the same apartment together and we both had businesses. And a friend of mine asked us both like, okay, y'all are never going to leave until you put a date on the calendar as to when you're going to leave. She was at Apple and I was at Gap and we put a date on the calendar and her career has blossomed and she has actually taught an array, a myriad of young girls how to code. And so her business is called Intech and she's also doing her doctorate program at Temple doing research on how to provide technology to underprivileged communities. So she's a phenomenal human being, my very best friend, but also we took the entrepreneurial leap together. So she's she's a phenomenal human being. So I I can um, I can definitely introduce you to her and I think you'll have amazing conversations. Yeah, oh, thank, thank you so you. much lady. We cannot wait. Of course. Thank you so much Germany. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Hey lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website, cultivatingherspace.com, and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Greatness is my birthright, so I no longer ask for permission.